that one moment is what's going to help that person either support the industry or not. Customer experience design is the sum of all the interactions that somebody has with your company. What is the change that you want to make in this world in three years? Welcome to another episode of Weed Buds Radio, where we get to bring so many friends together and explore the amazing projects that they are all working on. And today is no exception. We invited Laura Hand to talk to us about the customer experience, the journey, the design, everything you need to just wow the people that you are trying to impress. So Laura, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much for inviting me today, Ray. Well, Laura and I got to meet at a virtual event, one of the first virtual events when the pandemic first kind of put us into to lockdown. And it's really cool, some of the events that have been able to happen. But most importantly, it's allowed us, those of us that continue networking you know, as part of our everyday lives, but as part of our careers as well, we've been able to expand our network and make friends all over the world. And this is going to be a blast because Laura has extensive knowledge in many different disciplines, and she brings that knowledge to the cannabis industry now. And so, Laura, I'd love for you to talk about about some of the projects that you're working on and how you found your your way into the cannabis space? Well, uh, it's been an interesting journey. I feel like it's almost been, you know, a 17-year boot camp of everything I needed to learn to best serve this industry now. And so my eclectic background started with being here in Iowa, which I know being in the Midwest, it's been a little difficult to kind of show that credibility just because, you know, we are not quite legal yet. But the the opportunity has still shown it's that there's a need. So I often say I'm kind of the person that I'm trying to represent in this space, which is somebody that believes in the product for its overall wellness, can believe in helping overall just people with their entire wellness journey. And so my kind of career started with helping in the healthcare space. And so it was a membership organization that had about 12 different verticals of patients and caregivers it served. Everybody from orthotics and prosthetics to medical equipment in the home. You know, those members were the ones that were independent dealers that had giant hearts, were passion driven, but didn't have the business acumen necessarily to support growing at scale that they wanted to so they could better serve those patients and caregivers. So our organization um, was given the opportunity to have about 28 different divisions supporting services of marketing, you know, um, education, online education, events, online communities, insurance, finance, all those things to support those business people. And I was luckily there at, you know, some beginnings of that to learn. And so, you know, I, I've spent my world in compliance regulation. I've spent my world knowing the psychology behind that human need to feel connected and to feel like you belong. And so building those communities and knowing that um, what I call the space in between is so important. That space in between is everything that people don't typically think of, but is so crucial to somebody that is a little nervous about engaging with you know, customers or a new product and service. It's those little moments of delight that you can create. 
And so I, I spent my life kind of being able to craft those and learn from those and then apply those kind of at scale. So, you know, um, I also learned from my background, you know, I was brought into this because I had a lot of tragedy in my family. I had a, a father who passed away of brain cancer and then a brother who passed away of a sudden heart attack with opioid abuse. And um, you know, with a combination of all of that, it's just, I was furious that I, being in Iowa, didn't have access, didn't have the information. And so learning more about this industry, I now know what's available and I wanna change that for every patient and you know caregiver and person that's just on that journey so that they can feel like they've been heard, seen, and just cared for. My father is not a giant uh, supporter, if you will, of of cannabis. And when I first made the leap into this industry, I remember some uh, challenging conversations as a family. And what was fascinating is after he and I worked kind of through those things, and he's a loving father, so he, he's going to accept, you know, whatever it is that, that I do within reason, I assume. Um, what was funny is after we started to have these conversations and, and to explore, we found out was both my grandmother and my grandfather on on his side uh were both using medical cannabis they were both they were both episcopal uh ministers they were both preachers they both spent careers talking about the dangers of drugs and i'll never forget it just was a super powerful moment when my my dad said to me he said if if this is the quality of life that my dad got to have dignity within his death, people should have access to this. And it was just a really powerful moment as a family, you know, obviously a very sad moment, all things considered, but it was a really powerful moment as a family. Because I mean, we're, we're all together, your cousins, your aunts, uncles, his brothers and sisters. And just for him to to really kind of acknowledge that this, this unlocked something for my grandfather in, in those last few months was just so powerful and to to hear that you have a background in you know this kind of you know experience that it, it brings a a delicacy a respect i think to to everything that that we do and so looking at you know your your career in the past I, I really see where that fits in the cannabis industry, but I'd love for you to describe what a moment of delight would look like. Well, and I, I start a lot of times with different brands that have been around forever doing this because we can always learn from those that already existed and try to pull in some of those good methodologies. And so if you look at Disney and you look at Universal Studios, and so two comparisons of you put them in different buckets you're able to see that they provide an enjoyment but universal is a lot more affordable than disney if you've looked at those prices and try to take your kids and family like it's kind of ridiculous but you look at disney and it's way higher price for the overall experience but what you are doing is you're actually paying for that experience what disney has you know base this entire foundation on is providing a wonderful experience for every member that comes. And I talked about that space in between earlier. You know, even all the people that work there as part of their culture is they call it is wearing the suit. If you can wear the suit, wear the costume, then you know kind of the struggles of being empathetic to the people who are coming through. And one of my favorite stories is there's an individual he is always poised at the exit of a ride. 
And almost every other person gets off the ride and says, like, where do I go to the restroom? And he has to answer the same question hundreds of times a day, but he doesn't ever default from being kind and courteous and empathetic to what they're going through because he knows that he has a direct impact on their overall experience and just perception of the brand. And so he, he plays a, a vital role. So I think that is very translatable to cannabis in that this is an industry that has heart that can play so many roles in every aspect of somebody's wellness journey to there's so many people in that retail space or brand or you know b2b or retail that they have a play a part to play and it's so crucial for how they are presenting themselves asking questions being relatable and inviting that person in that's coming through those doors to be empathetic to what their needs are that day that they can either um, deter them from ever wanting to try cannabis again or be the one person that provided the relief and um, knowledge to help set that person down a wonderful path. So, Absolutely. you know, you, you talked about your grandfather of that, yeah. that, that changing the mindset of your father, and that was one moment. So that's the role that all of us get to play is that it could just be that black and white where that one moment is what's gonna help that person either um, support the industry or not. And so it's so crucial in this next couple of years to think about your overall experience design through you know, every part of that customer journey, you know, not just the website, not just when they're in the store, but like when they leave, what's the journey after? What are they thinking, feeling of that product? What do they still need? What are they still curious about? And what can you do to help fulfill them so that they keep coming back and feel like, like you're the you're the person that can really truly support them. And on the flip side, you can push people out of cannabis just that easy. If yeah. I have, I have friends who have called me and said, "Rye, I don't know what you're doing, what your career is. I went to a dispensary. I tried exactly. You know, I've been watching your show. I felt I felt like I knew what I was doing or asking or what I should ask." And I was given a recommendation and I utilized the product. It was not the effect that I expected. My heart was palpitating. My mind was racing. I was dizzy. I was vomiting and all of these things. And they're done. And they don't want to go on that journey again. They don't want that second experience. And I've had some friends say, look, you know, maybe if it comes down to like an absolute need that I would consider trying it again. But that first experience was so powerfully wrong that mm -hmm. I don't feel safe having a second one. And I just, I accepted that. I totally understood and I empathized with that because I think we've all had bad experiences and, and that mm -hmm. bad experience can leave quite the imprint. And so it's really important that we make a good impression and we leave a, a good imprint. And so when you're looking at a cannabis brand and you you mentioned you know the website and the customer service all of these things if you're a business owner that can start to seem a little overwhelming all of the things that that you have to consider what types of recommendations do you have mm -hmm. well and I, and so to, to back up you know that customer experience design is the sum of all the interactions that somebody has with your company and i know that can be very much overwhelming um and so coming from a ux background 
and now kind of transferring that to customer experience design, it's a lot of times you want to address the gaps and, and fix those before you can really look at what you can do to create the light. You know, so some of those gaps to look at would just be that, you know, sometimes there's little to no information about that product or the store. Sometimes um, the bud tenders may have not been kind of coached in overall customer experience. And so they may not greet that person the way that they want to be greeted or they, the expectation of other industries. Um, waiting too long in checkout lines um, or in that long waiting line, there's there's just one line. And so if you were to ask questions and want some time alone to be vulnerable and seek advice, and then there's somebody behind you that is avid user and knows what they want, um, you are less inclined to want to ask those questions if you feel like you're being rushed. Sure. And so to your point of what can you do, it's really having a second set of eyes come in and, and provide kind of a first teach you on what those different touch points of the buyer journey are, and then look at what your users are currently doing during that journey. And so you can kind of find out what those gaps are because a lot of business owners don't realize that that's costing you money. Your business expenses a lot of times are tied to the gaps and the frustrations of your customers, such as a poor website experience and abandoning their shop cart, you know, all the phone calls or emails coming in and sucking up the time of your customer service staff. And so I usually like to educate them on that first because I know they're so anxious to create revenue, but they can cut a lot off their expenses if they just reduce those, those frustrations. Plus the benefit is that you are helping your customers. So, um, you know, one thing I always start with is the experience vision. And so that is a very common term kind of in customer experience design is because it, it's your, your destination. It's your guiding light of what do you want to change in this world? What is, you know, as a brand, as a company, what is the change that you want to make in this world in three years? That should be everything to what depicts that you're going to do for your products and services. Because if you know who you're trying to change the lives of, that helps you and your entire team be autonomous to know where you're going as a company and it gives them the power to make some of those decisions on the spot to best care for that customer. So then I help people through, once you've established that vision, then it's coming up with your user experience outcomes that is measurable. And so for instance, if you have, um, an example is a, a woman I'm working with in Oregon. She is a Canna mommy. And so her vision is to help reduce the stigma for other mothers to consider using cannabis during their mothering process, you know, during their pregnancy. And so she has come up with the outcomes of how do I know I've been successful in three years in the lives of these mothers by providing my, my service and knowledge. And then you come up with your persona of that, that mother or that person during um, their pregnancy, because then you can put a name and a face to it. What are their behaviors? What's their hangups? Why wouldn't they buy this product? Why would they buy this product? And then you determine your tactics. So to your point of when you could do everything, kind of like the spray and pray that we've got available now, it's it helps you really figure out that Mary, the mother that, you know, she's got two kids and she's pregnant now and going through a tough time and wants the use of cannabis for her wellness journey, you can 
really target down to that customer journey of those touch points to figure out which tactics work best. So that's what my blueprint really is about. It's, it's helping people narrow it down to what you should be doing, not just could be doing. That's amazing. One of the things that you said that was really powerful is really identifying you know, who who we're trying to help and in working backwards. And I was reading a study where doctors were looking at x-rays and they quickly gloss over it. And then they did the same study where they attached a photo to the x-ray. And the amount of time that the doctor spent with, you know, with that picture was exponentially more. And often they found things that they missed the first time around uh, because there was a face to it. And so whether it's a metaphorical face or a literal face, it, it has to help guide us to know whom or who we are trying to help. Yeah. And we're all, and that's been such a blessing of being in this industry to, to know so many people with heart that I know that they have the best intentions, but when you get caught up in in all of the the daily logistics of you know staffing or trying to get their uh, you know taxes and all that, they lose sight of the customer. And so when you're able to put, like you said, to create that empathy for the person you're serving, to put a face to it, to educate your staff around that face, then it, it constantly reminds them of who is this for? How can we support them? And, and it allows an opportunity to serve other people. Um, one, going back to the exercise of the woman in Oregon, the can mother, like she created a tea that had, um, that she's been kind of creating and concocting over years and providing it to those mothers. But her mother-in-law actually started using the tea who was kind of the same thing, stigma, was kind of unsure, never really spoke about what her daughter-in-law did until this tea really started working for her. And then she had this whole realm of kind of curious people asking her about this tea. And so she was able to open up this whole nother branch of opportunity that she didn't even know about. And so now she's able to scale her business because she's got you know, a different persona, a different UX outcome that she was able to put um, along with her experience journey because her experience vision was to help mothers so she's still helping her mother-in-law she's just at a different level of her life and she still wants to have the same outcome so it's it's been great to kind of see people realize that that experience vision is a great thing to start with that's incredible i i'm thinking of of so many different businesses and you're right you know i you can see them sometimes missing you know, a point, you know, if you're looking at that long checklist of what makes a top-notch experience, and I think some of my my favorite retailers that you know, I, I love and I visit regularly, and I, you know, maybe because I'm in the industry, I have a little bit more empathy or understanding, you know, when there's clear, you know, it hadn't been swept in the morning, maybe I'm a little bit more forgiving than, than other customers might be, but you're right, it's all of these little things, and we have to we have to start with what the vision is and, and then work and build up to it. And Laura, I can imagine, you know, when you're looking at, you know, bringing your experience, you could have gone to any industry. And, you know, I'm curious, you know, what, what really hits you about the cannabis industry that just made you want to do your work here? 
I think there is so much opportunity and eagerness for people to help and serve others. And there's there's all this like mystery and intrigue around it too, which as a creative, I'm a, I'm a creative problem solver. And so I love to think of novel solutions to um, situations. And, you know, there's just in the opportunity to walk into a store and, and know that this one plant can do so much. And we're, we're at the, you know, the impetus of learning so much more about it, but it's, it's something that's going to truly change the world and maybe potentially change the world of each person it serves. And so if I can be at any aspect of that to help, you know, these brands and retailers or, or in tourism too, I mean, there's so much opportunity in tourism to welcome people with open arms into this industry and understand that this plant could be something to really just completely change their life. I'm, I'm just excited. Me too. And I can tell you, it's it's changed my life. And I'm really excited to have individuals like you a part of, a part of my world and a part of, of this entire community. And so if I am interested in starting a new cannabis brand or a dispensary location, and I know that there's some things that I, I really want to dial in that experience vision right from the get-go. What is the best way to connect with you and to and to meet you and to start that process? Well, you can always find me on LinkedIn. Otherwise, my website is customerdelightprocess.com. And I welcome conversations. I love to learn people's stories and figure out like kind of what the best solution is for you and essentially meet you where you're at. That's amazing. And for all of you tuning in at home, of course, all of the links, as always, will be in our show notes, weedbudsradio.com. But before we wrap up, Laura, what are what is the number one biggest surprise that you've experienced since joining the cannabis industry? Like, did you have any preconceived notions of what you thought it was going to be like and then just something crazy different? You know, I thought, um, I heard a stat that 85% of the industry is consultants right now. Hmm. And I thought that was very interesting in that there are so many people like myself that see the need and we've all kind of dove in to be there to support and we're all kind of there waiting for the industry to, to catch up which we know there are so many little parts that have to be improved before we're able to really kind of streamline and have regulation so i i guess i'm surprised that there are not as many products and brands and and fluidity in the industry as as i initially thought well and hopefully with people like you helping us out, we'll have more of those. Yes, yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you, Laura, so much for joining Weed Buds Radio. And of course, thank you at home tuning in and being a part of this conversation with, with Laura and myself. And as I said, we'll be able to connect with Laura more. We'll make sure that her LinkedIn profile is in our show notes so you can reach out to her and, and start the conversation. And as always, we're so grateful for you giving your time to us here at Weed Buds Radio. We can't wait to see you on the next episode.